The Magical Podcast. The Magical Podcast. Last time we were poor, this time we gained magical <laughs> powers. Still poor, though. Still, still, poor. still poor. But I, I mean, did buy a new wallet. Oh, yeah. you can tell us about that, then. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> story. I now have the stand-up to get my wallet out. <laughs> mm. Excitement. <laughs> oh, wow, that's all leather and everything. Is it real <laughs> leather, or is it leatherette? It definitely says it's real leather. I don't think it is, because well, it was it, only five pounds. <laughs> well, that's that's all right then, because if it is real leather, we'd have to skin you and make you into Ooh. a wallet. That's payback. It's vengeance. <laughs> we are the bovines. You stole our friend and made him into a wallet. I do. Like what it. are you? The fucking dairy industry? No comment. <laughs> no, no, comment. no, no comment. <laughs> the dairy industry skinning carriers since 1916. I did try and read an article in college about against the dairy industry and then it was suddenly blocked mm. <laughs> well that's because the college is owned by the dairy industry yeah. we figured this out because why would Winstanley College block an article slagging off the dairy industry mm. it's Costa I, was, I, wasn't, I was in the conservatory so it might just be Costa <laughs> yeah they well no because they also have soy milk unless they just fill it with milk they always look a bit sad when I ask for soy milk <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, this guy again. (laughs) What what is the actual story behind the wallet then? Why did you need a new one, and where did you get it from? I yeah, I didn't like the old one, and I was in a focus group that gave me a ten pound Amazon voucher, so I was like, right, I want to show you guys something. I have a story about modular phones. Modular modular phones. No, they're really cool. Okay, I'm going to show you pictures of these modular phones that I'll put in the show notes. Look at that fancy phone everyone can see. <laughs> this oh. is this isn't a modular phone. Oh I see. Oh right. This is just a normal phone. But sure I have is. pictures of a modular phone. <laughs> so that's alright. Almost as good as the real thing. Yes. I wanna start with a, a phone that is really cool. Really cool. Look at that shit. It's called Project Ara. Oh my. Right. Okay. All those little panels. Can you see that as well? All those little panels on it. You can take them off and replace them. So there's the front. You can take the screen off. It's and like a build your that. own phone. Exactly, exactly. This is the point of modular phones. Oh. Uh, then there's the Fairphone, which is really good. It the doesn't. Phone. Yeah, the way that you do that is you take it apart from the inside. <laughs> yeah, it looks really like you can tell that's just a jigsaw puzzle. Basically, yeah. it's not actual electronics, so you're not going to damage anything. It's but simpletons electronics. So it's yeah, like yeah. phone Lego. Yes, it is exactly <laughs> phone Lego. And the Fairphone is really good because they're a cooperative, which means they're owned by the workers. They're yeah, yeah, communist, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's this one, which is called the Turing Phone, after Turing. Alan Turing. Manchester a- lad. <laughs> probably the sleekest looking oh, one. Ooh. He's, a, he's that guy, isn't he? he? He's that, he's that, like, that, that guy. Alan Turing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks Are we going to discuss Alan Turing? I don't know. <laughs> we could, we could discuss vaguely, Alan I know Turing. like of who he is, but I don't really know who he is. Well, he like, was a coder during World War II at Battersea Park. He practically invented computers. Uh, not not was, really, but he invented a decoding yeah. computer. Yeah. Was he the one who made the uh, the big massive computer with the wooden pegs? Yes. Yes. Uh, the, all right. What did he call it? He, he gave it a name that was like his high school boyfriend or something because he's gay. No, oh. I don't think it was. Oh, I don't like a really cool name actually. Like the dreadnought. There's <laughs> <laughs> the dreadnought. No. Guys, switch the plugs yeah. on the dreadnought. We're gonna find some Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was really cool, and then he got arrested for being homosexual and then killed himself. Ah. Mm-hmm. Or oh, someone killed him. Maybe. Ooh, well, he probably killed himself because he was given these tablets that were like yeah. terrible for him. Well, that's what the film says anyway. That's, that's it, I think it was to do with cyanide in real life. Ah. 
Yes. So they could have been poisoned yeah. with pills. Here's the third phone, the puzzle phone. The puzzle phone. They've just got those two panels there, one at the top, one at the bottom. Yeah. And you can lift them up. Oh, like, like a like a switch phone. Yeah, and you can have it in loads of different colours and designs and stuff like that. That's neat. And it's yeah, I think so modular phones are the best phones ever, and we should really all get a modular phone, <laughs> except they're expensive. And most yeah. of them aren't even out yet. This podcast is not endorsed by modular phones. Other phones are available. Um so here's the big question. Why what's the point? Because then, well, like, how you get a computer and you build it, yeah. You do that because no. then you don't have to buy an entirely new computer yeah. when things upgrade. You, you just get a new replace, card, you just yeah. get a better motherboard. Buy so a new so camera forth. for your phone, essentially. Yeah, you can, yeah, exactly. You can buy a different camera, you can buy a different battery, a different processor, okay. all that kind of stuff. And it, it's just the best way to have a phone long period, yeah. So you can, like, yeah. buy it and have it for 10 years and it'll still be up to date. That, tenth year. that is a good idea. Uh, part of a contract as well. Like a one year contract where you can get one free mod with it. <laughs> well, I expect. Well, not technically free, but. Yeah. They, they aren't that capitalistic. As I said, one of them is actually pretty communist. Project Ara and a few other things are still on Indiegogo and Kickstarter uh, and that. So yeah. I'll put them okay. in the show notes as well, the descriptions for them. Yeah. I, I. Talking about computers and modular things, I think it was NVIDIA. Or com- NVIDIA. N- NVIDIA. We're planning these parts of their computers to have little LED lights on that went from green to red oh. to show how much they were struggling. Mm. So you could see easily see when you're trying to run a high-powered thing which bits you needed to replace. Yeah, that's pretty smart, actually. I like that. I don't know about that. Wouldn't you rather just have it as software so you don't have to open your computer case to see if something is... Well, no, because a lot of computer cases have, a, have, have like a see-through a side. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that it doesn't look that nice. I'm, I'm going to go against the entire <laughs> community and say, giant side panels, they look ugly, okay? Well, I'm sure I'm sure you can get it as uh, software as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd probably be easier as software. You don't yeah. have to fit LEDs. And but then but flashy lights look cool. Yeah, they That's do. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Flashy and lights, they make bikers confused and drivers <laughs> confused about bikers. Yeah, but flashy, flashy cool. lights on bikes are good or illegal or legal. You need yeah, to have yeah. constant lights <laughs> on a bike. But yeah, every time, like in primary school when you did the biking class. Yeah. Yeah, everybody had flashing lights. Mm. Every single one. But you know, you know my ideas on, I like big bulky computers with like control panel styled. Yes. Like yes, yes. Apollo, Apollo the turing, type. The Turing machine is what yeah, you want. I want really. big dials. I want the lights to flash up when things are struggling, mm-hmm. I want to be able to add power to them. <laughs> <laughs> have like a giant oh, yeah. switch. Oh. Override the power. Override power. Add more power to the engine. <laughs> <laughs> add more coal. You have to shuffle yeah. coal into it. I want a coal-powered computer. <laughs> that. There are some really cool uh, case mods for like steampunk cases. Uh. That, uh, they don't actually do anything, do, yeah. but they look nice. For, for aesthetics, they'd suit you, but I don't know about anything else. Less steampunk, more yeah. computer punk. Ah, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> cyberpunk. Yeah. No. Or space punk. I mean, like the crappy 1990s okay, big so switches. Like, like um, well, I, I suppose that would be daft like punk. Retro. <laughs> like retro. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But like Tron and stuff, like that kind of stuff. Because essentially, Tron is just, oh, look at that. That's how computers looked in the 90s. Yeah. All I can think of is just the next generation. Yeah, that would also be great, yeah. but... 
Ensign, <laughs> supply more power to the graphics card. <laughs> oh dear. Mm. I watched an episode of The Next Generation because I've not watched it all the way through, mm. which I plan on doing. But I watched a random one that was on Sci-Fi Channel, I think. Siffy. Siffy. <laughs> uh, and Data supposedly saw these weird things on people that were like eating their whatever. Their mm. Well, they were killing them. Yeah. It was essentially cancer that he was right, seeing. Right, yeah, yeah. But they could take them out because they were parasites. And yeah, he just started trying to stab people because they had these things on them. And he thought, yeah, let's take that off. Classic <laughs> so, Data. So, yeah, Data became a murderer, essentially. <laughs> what, about, what about the next generation film? Where Kirk goes to that special land. Oh. I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> I, no, I've not seen it. Oh, okay. I've only watched like the first season of The Next Generation, unfortunately. It is quite a hefty watch. There's a mm. lot there. Mm. I think the film is set before the series. Mm. I like it. As like a prequel. Yeah. Mm. And it shows Kirk's death. Captain Kirk's death, which is really good. Yes. But do you know what else is not a prequel dramatic. and is uh, Star Trek? You, you don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, Enterprise, Enterprise yeah. yeah. Oh. I just oh. couldn't figure the name. I liked Enterprise's opening where it showed the like the evolution of space travel or exploration because it mm. starts with the Enterprise sailing boat. And yeah, but uh, everybody yeah. knows that it was just bad Stargate. <laughs> That's what it was. The series oh, was but it had like, like a little oh, beagle. Oh, I used to I wanted to watch Stargate. It doesn't matter. It wasn't as good as Stargate. So it's I never really got into Stargate. Stargate, Stargate was pretty good. I, I remember, Stargate. like, I remember people liking Stargate, but I never remember liking Stargate myself. I like. It's the just first a, fu- one. a fuzzy memory for me. I don't remember any of Atlantis, mm. even though that was more recent, so I probably should remember it. <laughs> but that had Carl Drogo in it, didn't it? Jason Did Momoa. It? Yeah. This be- this became a very different type of co- podcast as soon as Daisy left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is is that a bad thing? I say left, I mean she's just gone for this episode. She's okay. left. Forever. <laughs> you don't need her anymore. Please, dairy industry. We won't hurt you anymore. Please send <laughs> Daisy back. Craven <laughs> <laughs> Dale sent us a ransom letter. <laughs> they just leave it in a bottle on the <laughs> doorstep. <laughs> oh, no. They've still got milk in the bottle. So yeah, <laughs> milk when you take it out. Just a soggy ransom letter written in blood. Oh, or, or like a finger. So you just pour in the milk and a finger. Oh, <laughs> that was gruesome. Oh, dear me. Daisy finally comes back and she's missing a pinky. <laughs> so, have any of you heard of the game Star Citizen? I think so. Oh. Um, I feel like I have, but nothing comes to mind right now. Is it the um, Mark Hamill's in it? Right. Yeah. Was it like a recent Kickstarter? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a Kickstarter that went really big, so they've added a lot of stuff. So it's quite a big world now. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna start off first. You're gonna you're gonna buy the game, and it's gonna be like a first person adventure mm. through time, and then at the end of the story, it goes into like a an Open world, uh, open world online, large MMO, <laughs> big thing online, but in space travel, and it's like a player-driven economy and oh, exploration. Right. So is it like one of the um, space simulator kind of games? Right? Yes, yeah. kind of like Wing Commander, that I kind of. Thing. Yeah, kind of thing. I think it's made by the person who made Wing Commander. Really? Yeah. Oh no way! And it was just like, I want to make a big game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, uh, now we have the like the ability and the power to make these yeah. big games. 
I'm gonna make it. Yeah. I thought um I thought they went bankrupt like a really long time ago. Like um I think it was Interplay who made the Wing Commander games and like they yeah. were bought by EA and then because they were bought by EA pumped out shit game after shit game after shit game and then eventually went under. Yeah. I yeah, guess that's what the Kickstarter was. I think it was more they committed Sabuku because they <laughs> just they just didn't like it anymore. Yeah. They started I think it's called Cloud Atlas, nope, that's a film. Cloud <laughs> Studios, something like that. Mm. One of the studios is in Manchester, though. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, that's interesting. Go for a, a day trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what else is in Manchester? One of Tony Blair's bloody family insurance things. They make loads of money from weapons and stuff. Mm. And they've got a big firm in Manchester. Like that is something that the games industry is funding. With yes, games definitely. like... Call of Duty or mm. Battlefield, they buy the license no, to not real. Call of Duty. Call of Duty is too far in the future. Well, <laughs> it, it did used to. They mm. used to buy copyrights from weapons industry because they would make so much money. They would get lots. The weapons industry would do really well. Mm. Have you seen the new Call of Duty game? I haven't actually. I've not been following no. the whole COD it's Battlefield really, hype at it's all. Really bad. Mm. Like, really bad. People are like, "Why did you make it in the future?" This is not what we asked for. And Again. Then, and then Battlefield came out with Battlefield 1, which yeah. is set in World War 1. Yeah. And they were like, look, I look think, at this. I think Battlefield 1 looks really cool. It does, it does. Definitely not going to play it, but... Same. I don't like first-person shooters. Yeah, mm. not, not exactly my cup of Though if it was in the trenches, I think I'd be okay with it. <laughs> but <laughs> walk around and eventually keel over from trench foot and die. Yeah, yeah, but I was going to say, it's probably going to be only like 20 minute battles where <laughs> you actually have to go over the trench. I want like a five year simulator five years where five. I just sit in the trenches and at halfway through raise my lighter in the end so I can get shot through the hand so I can go <laughs> home. <laughs> wow. The lighter that you've been using the entire way through the game, burning your fleas. Yeah. And that can be a mini game. Yeah. <laughs> Singing rats. I want to give myself a blighted wound in <laughs> so I can go home. Like the last episode of Black Adder goes forth. Yes. Which is very sad. It is. It's but also still, still good because it's Black It's Adder. so great. But they go over the they go over the trench and then it just fades. It sort of pauses them going over and then fades to a poppy field oh. and it's just and then it just goes to credits symbolism yeah like you know it. like last time how i talked about how this guy who was a meat eater and found out that I was vegetarian said this is one thing that you've got to have from the meat industry yeah yeah well there's this one thing that americans have got to have about british tv and it's blackadder that is the <laughs> best piece of tv ever yeah i, I would beg to differ i would yeah. say if there was one piece of a uh, british tv they were they were to consume i would say red dwarf Oh maybe Ooh. or Forty Towers perhaps. Forty Towers is great. I think I prefer Black Adder. But probably, a, I reckon if we went back and watched a lot of the Forty Towers, we would be like, "Oh, you can't say that anymore." <laughs> <laughs> That's Ooh. the beauty of it, though. It, it pushes boundaries. Pushes. Yeah. You know, most of a, almost all of Forty Towers was just off the cuff, like just completely. They just, they just went with it and improvised it all. Yeah. That's <laughs> mm. the beauty. I'm not saying that it was it was bad. It's still brilliant. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> You know what, we should go to John Cleese, show him what the Lib Dems have done and say, why don't you just make more Faulty Towers? (laughs) (laughs) Why support this party when you can just make more Faulty Towers? But those, his old Lib Dem adverts were so good. (laughs) (laughs) Why did he make them? Because he wants to. (laughs) And they were funny. He seems so washed out in them, though. 
So many comedians support the Labour Party and Mm. all their adverts are boring. Mm -hmm. So, except for, like, the early new Labour ones when people thought they were great. Didn't know know the devil that was coming. (laughs) Well, you've got Eddie Izzard now who's trying to run to become, like... He's just running, isn't he? (laughs) 27 marathons. I was going to say, he he does run quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, he's, he's, like trying to become one of the Labour Electoral Commission thing. Mm. So he's trying to become like a head person in the Labour Party. I reckon he could do it. Yeah, but... I don't I don't think he should do it. <laughs> I don't think so either. But I think he should keep making things like Hannibal, where it's just like a great series and you have Eddie Izzard and you're like, oh my god, it's Eddie Izzard mm. and he's getting eaten really slowly. <laughs> it's probably a bit of a spoiler, but... yeah. Okay. It is Hannibal though, isn't it? Yeah. So you do expect... It, the clue is kind of in the name, to <laughs> yeah. be fair. If someone's in it, they're going to get eaten slowly. Yeah. Or quickly. Or quickly, yeah. Or at a leisurely pace. Or maybe they'll only eat half and then put the other half in the freezer for, like, the <laughs> next day. I think half is a bit generous. Think about how much food half a person is. It is. It's a lot of food. That, yeah, that mm. is a lot of food. Well, with Hannibal, like, I'm pretty sure all of the iterations show him, like, just feeding the FBI and stuff people because... Well, oh, before I... he got caught, that is. Because, obviously, he has so much people... Yeah, so yeah. much meat from the people that he's killed. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember which serial killer it was, but uh, he used to like invite people around to his house and then kill them, and uh, he'd chop them up into pieces. You know, like so. You know, they'd be quartered, and then they'd have an arm and a leg and another arm, and um, he'd keep the pieces of the person in the freezer, and then invite you know like family and friends and neighbors around, and they'd have kind of a, a feast on <laughs> the person. And when he was asked, like, oh, oh, how do you do this meat? It's really nice. He just kind of stay quiet about it. <laughs> does sound very Hannibal. So mm. the the lesson is, don't don't go to a neighbour's tea party. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of your neighbours are really just yeah. cannibals. Yeah, could be. Potentially, yeah. You never know. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it, there's more than just a potential. To be honest, I do not like my neighbours, so I wouldn't go over to that house I don't house even know anyway. who my neighbours are, to be honest with you. <laughs> Me neither. Mm. Neighbours are so 1985. <laughs> there was just one set of neighbours that we had. Neighbours is so Callie Minogue and Jason, oh, yeah, whatever his name is. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. There was this one set of neighbours, like, right next... Well, obviously, that's the kind of neighbour. They yeah. lived in the house next to ours. But um, they were basically just... They were rich because one of the guys was a cowboy builder. <laughs> right. And he was like... We didn't know he was a cowboy builder. He was like, oh, well, uh, you, you need your gutter replacing all that. I can do it for you a bit cheaper than I would normally. So we're like, all right. So he, he built us a new garage, and uh, then the garage is now really shit. And uh, he <laughs> fucked off. Ah. And I think at some point we heard that he went to prison. So As you do. Yeah. To be fair, that's a dedicated Justice. tactic, moving in next to your victim, and then... <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Well, yeah, but as we're saying, most... Of your neighbours are cannibals. Yeah. So that's pretty dedicated too. <laughs> On another topic, <laughs> it is Eurovision season. Oh no. Yay! When seven, is seven, I oh, look. Seven, seven, <laughs> I it's fine. When is it starting? It started yesterday. Okay. Did it? That was huh. the first semi final. The actual finals on Saturday. Which is my birthday. Oh. So I'm not going to watch it. Oh. I never do anyway. Okay. So it's not a change for me. Yeah, no, I, I just try and block out Eurovision as, as far as I possibly can. See, this is why the whole of Europe hates Britain. <laughs> <laughs> People think it's to do with the EU. 
or like trade agreements. No, the whole of European politics revolves around Eurovision. <laughs> that is Why true. is Israel in there then? Because they give money to the Europe- uh, European Board of Televisions or something. Mm. Yeah, the, well, they don't have anything to do with the, the EU. EBC. I'm pretty sure every country in the EU supports Israel over Palestine. Maybe a couple support Palestine, but uh, it's like debated in some. I'm pretty like France, Britain, yeah. Germany, the big countries. They support Israel. No but, one cares about the little ones. Oh, sorry, at you Luxembourg. Sorry, San Marino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if if Daisy was here, she would she would bring you up on Luxembourg hate. Where even is Luxembourg? It is in between. France, uh, Germany, and Belgium, I think. Actually, oh. I don't know if it borders Belgium, but it's... Right. Yeah. You, you know you're bad when you take, you know, passenger seat to Belgium. It's like, oh, where's Luxembourg? Oh, it's that place next to Belgium. <laughs> Belgium in itself being Germany's parking lot. Ooh, mm. Controversial. Mm. Yeah. Some people might say it's France's parking lot. Some I guess it's kind of both, isn't it? Some yeah, people it's, it's might like, say it's Tintin's parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Who is my favourite character? Is my favourite uh, favorite character is Tintin's dog. That Snowy? Snowy, yeah. A wolf, yeah. a wolfhound terrier. There you go. <laughs> is it um, Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, who made the new Tintin? The new one, I think The so. new one, I was going to say. Not not the original. No, not the original. <laughs> not the original. I think the series is older than he is, isn't it? Yeah. Probably. Pretty yeah. crusty now, I think it's still fresh. <laughs> still fresh. Still fresh. Like the first one where he goes to the USSR, and he's oh. like, "This place is pretty crap," but they pretend it's great. And then Snowy steals some bread to give him to some peasants. Oh. oh, it's nice. And they didn't. They did, that's the only one they didn't bring into color because hmm. they thought it just looks better in black and white. That's fair enough. Maybe it's because they thought the USSR was black and white. <laughs> but yeah, but as I always say, moral objectivity doesn't work. Not everything's black and white, guys. That is true. There's always grey. And then there's exactly like Hersh <laughs> himself. He did this great piece but with Tintin in the USSR. Then his next one was Tintin in the Congo, and it was terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so very bad. <laughs> so very racist. <laughs> well. That's how it was back then. But he learned his lesson from that one, and <laughs> his others were mostly good. Mostly. I didn't know you were a Tintin historian. Uh, I am a Tintin historian. This is so strange. I've never, <laughs> I've never had an extended conversation <laughs> about 1940s animation before. <laughs> is it even that old? Is it? Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Just about. Right, good. Oh, oh, actually, uh, Dumbo was in the 1940s. I could have, a, I could yeah. have an extended chat about Dumbo. He gets high that one time. He does get high that one time. I can't remember the rest of the film. (laughs) Is it symbolism for believing in yourself? (laughs) Well. (laughs) Yeah, those pink elephants. The the, the moral of Dumbo is, as a whole, is like, there are some things that make everyone different. And while some people might say that you can point fun at that, you're like, oh, you know, oh, you've got green hair. Green's a smelly colour. I don't like you. (laughs) But actually, those are the things that make you special and the things that no one else can do. Like, I bet Walt Disney didn't believe that though, um, like especially um, not towards the Jews. No, if you're well, a Jew okay. to him, you're a Jew. <laughs> well, allegedly, allegedly, I don't think he, he was did, an anti-Semite. He did finance the white. Nah, no, he didn't. He did finance the white supremacy party in the US. Nah, he might not have financed the Nazi party. He might have just been against blacks. I mean, 
Maybe he's just maybe he's just proud of being white. Maybe he just didn't. He was from the south, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Maybe so, he yeah. just didn't understand. Maybe because he was dyslexic, they might have just handed him. He was like, "Oh, I, I can't read this," but I'm embarrassed that I can't actually read it. So I'm just gonna say, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> I'll support it." <laughs> to be fair, though, with Dumbo, you can't really link Walt Disney with it that much. He basically just funded it. Yeah. Like that's it. That's In Dumbo, does Dumbo, his does his isn't there a scene where he's like with his mother who's been taken off to the circus or something? Well, um, his mother's a circus elephant anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, they're all circus elephants. But there's one where um, uh, she goes on a mad one because um, all the other elephants are making yeah. fun of Dumbo. And then uh, the circus handlers are like, listen here, you, you big lug. We're <laughs> locking you up for being a crazy elephant. And then she gets locked up and then Dumbo goes and sees her and she cradles him in in her trunk, and it's a very touching scene. I actually cried Is when Dumbo I rewatched that. D- uh, Dumbo's a boy, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure when the start comes, he says, "Oh, here's a sun for you." In a bit. Yeah, maybe. I've not seen it in a. Room. I'm quite sure. Yeah. So. Hmm. Do we presume that the mother got put down? <laughs> well. Mm. Either that or sold off again. Walt Disney mm. does have a thing with mothers dying in a. I think it's in his movies. Did his mom die? Yeah, yeah. He um, yeah. when when uh, Walt Disney, well, the Disney Brothers Studio first took off, he was like, "Hey, mom, check out all this money I've got. Have an house, love." And then um, it wasn't built well enough. You know, he he commissioned the actual yeah. building of it, and uh, there was like a gas leak, and the house set on fire, and his mom died. Oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty that's quite a heavy thing to think about really yeah have you seen the film saving mr banks i haven't actually that's no. the one with morgan freeman isn't it <coughs> no nope. no it isn't okay nope. never mind it's tom hanks and some other person but it's <laughs> about the story of them making mary poppins all oh, right and oh, the yeah. writer of mary poppins not being too happy with disney and it also has flashbacks of like the early life of the person who wrote mary poppins and mm. where what inspired her and it's all about it's all about um it's really great yeah it's it's brilliant i love it it's very touching right yeah <laughs> is it like a documentary uh no it's like a an adaptation like a of dramatization the story. Yeah. yeah but it's it's good mm. Well, because she just hates animation, oh. <laughs> and it's like we're gonna animate some penguins and put it in. She's like, Fuck. "No, <laughs> that is the worst. Why are they singing? Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> Such a moody character. Wait, <laughs> wait. So she hates animation, and then she goes to Walt Disney to make a film. No, Walt Disney. So what happened is Walt Disney's son or daughter read it and was like, "Dad, you're gonna make a film out of this." Mm-hmm. So it's about him trying to get her to make make the film. Mm. Also, there's a side story with a taxi driver, which ah. is also excellent. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, my son... Because she goes into his cab and he's like, oh, you wrote those books that I read to my son because he can't read because he's uh, dyslexic. Oh. And then at the end, she gives him a list of people who are dyslexic and struggle oh. with reading and writing. And on the top, it says Walt Disney. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, that's nice. What a guy. Probably still a Jew hater. You're <laughs> oh, just so, <laughs> so negative. We can move oh. away from the the, Jew, the possible Jew hatred now. 